Jesse Kelly Show. Let's have some fun on a Tuesday. Oh, what a sweet night it's going to be. We have organized crime stuff. You know how much we love mafia stuff. There's mafia stuff tonight. Uh, Yeah, little things like the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff committing high treason, which should result in a military trial and execution by firing squad. We'll get to that here in a few Oh, gallows is fine. I, I don't care. High treason is high treason. That's that's. I'm, I'm not being over the top. That's a fact. We'll go into that in a minute. We have professors rooting against the United States of America. Where are you sending your kid to get educated? And we have, well, accountabilities for everyone, right? We have some new numbers out about the economy. And man, those lockdowns ain't looking so hot anymore. But before we get to any of that, any of it, I'm going to do something I don't think I've ever done it on the show. Chris, have I ever have I ever paid homage to a dead celebrity on my show? I haven't, have I? It's just not my thing. And I realize it's something everyone else does in talk radio. Everybody, people feel an obligation to do it. And there's no judgment for me. I understand my show is uh, <laughs> different, to put it mildly. It's just nothing... Nothing I've ever felt the need to do until today. Norm MacDonald died today. Norm MacDonald, at the age of 61, died of cancer. I'm going to be playing a lot of Norm MacDonald sound tonight. One, because it's all pants wedding funny. Norm MacDonald was the best. The best. It's just his dry delivery. Oh, my gosh. I love this guy. This was Norm MacDonald. Play number 13. This was Norm MacDonald at the ESPYs. At the ESPYs. This was Norm MacDonald. And there's Charles Woodson. How about that? What a season he had. Great, man. He became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. Congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case... <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> oh, gosh, that was Norm MacDonald cracking OJ jokes at the ESPYs. And you can hear the laughter and everybody kind of going, the, oh. <laughs> and... I'm going to pay a little more tribute to Norm McDonald tonight than I ever have anyone else before for another reason. I understand everybody copes in their own way. People deal with life, everybody, in their own way. I am probably something you would call more of a stoic type. Chris, is that fair? (laughs) A little too fair. Probably more of a stoic type. But Norm MacDonald died from cancer today. Cancer he had been fighting for nine years. Nine years Norm MacDonald was fighting cancer, and he didn't ever tell a soul. Not a soul. Not only did he not tell a soul, he actually did stand-up routines joking about dying from cancer and never felt the need to say, I've got it too. Feel bad for me. Because in the old days, they go, hey, 
that old man died. Now they go, hey, he, he lost his battle. <laughs> That's no way to end your life, you know. What a loser that guy was. <laughs> Last thing he did was lose. <laughs> he was waging a brave battle, but at the end, I guess he got kind of cowardly was what happened. <laughs> and then the bowel cancer, it got brave. You got to give it to the bowel cancer. You know, they were in a battle, and then, what the <laughs> And I'm pretty sure, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure if the cancer dies, I mean, if you die, the cancer also dies at exactly the same time. So that, to me, is not a loss, that's a draw. That's a, you know what I mean? What what a legend. So I'm going to move on. We got plenty more Norm McDonald sound. I'm going to be playing for you throughout the show. I've never done that before. I'm, look, I don't know that I'll ever do another one. I don't know that I'll ever do another one. I did well. Does it count when Rush died? I mean, Rush died. Was Rush was so huge. I guess I did do one for Rush, but I, it's not something I do. Norm McDonald, one of a kind. And how many true comedians do we have left? I mean, how many do we have left? Not many. Not many. I'm, Jimmy Kimmel's out there. I'm not even going to play you the audio. One of the one of the great late night guys. You know, I'm being being facetious. He's out there making COVID jokes about people dying in Florida. This thinks it's a real knee slapper. <laughs> They're dead. What losers? That's what passes for comedy now. Norm Macdonald, not so much. So rest in peace, Norm Macdonald. Now, let's have. Well, we're going to have some hard conversations tonight. That's life. That's life. Hard conversations are part of life, and it's definitely part of this show, as you know. Don't worry. We're going to take the time to laugh, as we often do. I'll even take some calls tonight. 877-377-4373. We'll take some calls tonight. I'll read some emails. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But... Hard conversation number one is this. It's the big story of the day. Uh, It should be the big story for quite some time. General Mark Milley held secret Pentagon meeting, told staff not to take orders from President Donald Trump regarding nuclear weapons. Oh, but wait, there's more. There's more. He called his Chinese counterpart. He called the general that would be considered of equal rank in China, the communist Chinese, our enemy. And he not only called him, he told him, I'm going to give you a heads up if we're going to attack. Let's be very clear about something here. And we're don't worry, we're about to have a big conversation about the cultural rot and how high it goes, but let's just get this out of the way right off the bat. Right off the bat. That is not something that should cause him to resign or be fired. I see a lot of that out there now. I saw Senator Rubio, and I'm actually not ripping on him. Uh, he should be fired. I'm seeing a lot of people on the right. He should resign. He must resign. Uh, No, that is actually high treason. 
He should face a court-martial immediately. General Mark Milley should be up for capital punishment. Capital punishment. High treason can be punishable by death. That's high treason. A nation that is interested in its own survival, a nation that is interested in continuing on for another 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, a nation interested in those things would take its top-ranked general once he was found guilty of treason, and they would march him up to the top of the gallows, ask him if he has any last words, place a, a mask over his head, and then drop him until his neck snaps. And they would do so on public television. Not because that nation is cruel. Because that nation understands you must be forceful when dealing with traitors within your own military. At the highest level. At the highest level. The chairman of the Joint Chiefs is a traitor. Jeez. As you can imagine, I'm not uh, quite done yet on this. I will be right back on it. But first, I've told you a lot about my pillow pillows. I've, I have one. Wife has one. In fact, all my friends and family members have them by now. Even my sons have them. My pillow pillows actually fixed my wife's neck pain. They're that incredible. Not enough people talk about my slippers. They have these slippers called my slippers, and they even have a layer of impact gel in them. They're so comfortable, the wife never takes them off. Inside, outside, if she's at home, she's walking around in her my slippers. And right now, for my listeners, they're 50% off. 50% off. You have to go to mypillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, and use the promo code JESSE to receive the offer, though. Mypillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code is JESSE. Or call 800 845 with the promo code JESSE. Go get your my slippers. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on what's going to be a wild... I mean, Millie is the beginning of this night. The beginning of this night. We have, we have a mafia takedown. You know how much we love mafia. We have AOC and her dress from last night. Everyone's freaking out about it. I'll explain why. It's different than what you think. It's actually worse, but it's different than what you think. All that and much more coming up on, well, the world-famous Jesse Kelly Show. Quick note here. Uh, in case you're looking for yesterday's podcast and not finding it, uh, you can stop looking. You're never going to get it. You probably noticed last night that I did an hour live, and then, wow, that show seems like it was a little older. That's because the last two hours of the show were a best of. I live in the Houston area, and of course, in the middle of my show, pow, we get a freaking hurricane. And after the first hour, the audio cut out so bad, we had to put a best of on the air in case you're worried about it, the hurricane is fine. I wasn't too hard on it. All is well. Back to Millie. I don't want Millie put on trial 
and sent to prison or the gallows or wherever, whatever the highest punishment is. I don't want that done because I have some personal hatred of Millie, although I do very much have a personal hatred of Millie. I despise traitors. Despise it. That, that, that a man that high up would think it was remotely re- appropriate or acceptable to call China and tell them he would warn them before we attacked is it's jaw-dropping. But all that aside, the, fa- the, the fact that I hate him has nothing to do with it, nothing to do with it. We, as a country, we have somehow collectively decided that the guys in the in-club, the guys in power, they never, ever, ever have to be held accountable for anything, anything. And accountability is everything. And as somebody who loves history, you know how much I love it. That is one of the surest signs of a crumbling empire in every society I've ever paid attention to, I've read about, I've done any any research on it all. They all share this. Towards the end, the public officials could do anything. Endless amounts of corruption, sometimes blatant treason and other things, and there was never a trial They would always get off scot-free, retire to a villa somewhere, sometimes gain more power, and we have none of our people ever held accountable for anything now. That's why, let's keep in mind, just in recent years, in recent years, we have FBI directors, FBI directors signing off on investigations where the FBI knowingly used bad information to get a FISA warrant to spy on the political opponent of the President of the United States. We have not one, but multiple CIA directors publicly saying really, really bad things about the Republican President of the United States they don't like. We we now have the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff going behind the back of the president of the United States, calling our mortal enemy communist China and letting them know, hey, if we're going to do anything, I'll give you a heads up. I don't want Mark Milley put on a quick trial and then punished to the highest extent he can possibly be punished because of the personal hatred I have for the man. I want him put on trial and punished because I love my country and I'm very interested in it continuing to be a country for quite some time. And we will not continue to be a country if we continue to allow this rot from the very, very top to absolutely infect each and every part of our system. Who do you trust now as an American, as as somebody on the right, as an American? Do you trust the FBI? Seriously. What if you, right now, as you're listening to the sound of my voice, you go to the front door. Sir, we're with the FBI. What's your first reaction? I'll tell you what mine would have been about 10 years ago. Oh, cool. FBI, come on in, man. Let's get a cup of coffee. Well, I love what you guys do. Hey, man, thanks for your service. Thanks for what you do. That was Jesse 10 years ago. Now, I hear... And I open up the door and they say, it's FBI. I say, lawyer. They say, no, we just want a lawyer. No, but Jesse, you don't know. Lawyer. That's my response and that's what yours should be too. What's your response now when I say the word general? 
What's your response? I know what it is because it's the same one mine is. What's your response now when I say director of the CIA? We cannot continue like this. And you will never get your trust back of these critically important institutions until there is some kind of public accountability for these people who are destroying these institutions. That's why I am so adamant about getting punishment brought down on all of them. It is not because of personal hatred. It's not because of political revenge. We can't, not under Democrats, not under Republicans, we cannot have the chairman of the Joint Chiefs calling China and telling them, I'll give you a heads up, Jen, no worries. We're not going to make it. We We will not survive as a nation. We will not. You cannot survive that level of corruption as a nation. And I'll tell you something else. Lord willing, we're going to get another Republican president one of these days. I mean, there's there's no guarantees on that. Can't get the ballot situation figured out. But anyway, we're going to have another Republican president one of these days, Lord willing. Are you sure they're going to be ready to take this on? Because you understand how deep this rot goes on day one, day one the next Republican president should do something that would cause such outrage he would be impeached by the Democrats immediately if they were in position to do so. You realize on day one, the next Republican president should fire every single officer in the military above the grade of 06. Immediately. All of you, resign. Gone. Maybe I'll let some back in. Maybe I won't. Day one, you're all gone. Day one, every U.S. attorney, gone. Bill Clinton did it. Day number one, fired every U.S. attorney very smartly because he understood Day one, head of the FBI. Hey, thanks, but no thanks. Bye-bye. Day one, CIA director. You're gone. See ya. Is the next Republican president aware enough of the danger we are in in this country, of losing this country? Are they aware enough to do the drastic things necessary to save this place? A nation with a broken military, broken law enforcement, broken spy agency, broken entertainment, broken education system, everything broken and rotted out in tatters is not a nation that is going to continue for another one or 200 years. And I love this place. I don't know about you. I think it should stick around quite a while. So the question is, is the next guy prepared? Is he? Who's your guy? I don't care. I'm not picking one right now. Who's your guy? DeSantis? Trump, Cruz, are they ready? And I love all three of those guys, actually. Are you sure they're ready? Let's have a talk in a second. Let's have an honest talk if they're ready. Also, we'll take some calls, 877-377-4373. It is. The Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, I'm going to get right back to this Millie stuff, FBI stuff, the 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 rot we have going here in just a second. But again, Norm McDonald died today, and you know I don't do celebrity tributes. Norm McDonald, he he earned one. Remember when he used to go on Saturday Night Live when they do the Jeopardy skits? 
and he would pretend to be Burt Reynolds. He he would play Burt Reynolds. Oh, man, I used to laugh so hard during those skits I would cry. We had to clean this one up quite a bit because it's a family show, but here's here's Norm MacDonald on on Saturday Night Live. Back again, Burt Reynolds in a commanding lead with $14. Hey, hey, uh, check out the podium. Look at this. Mr. Reynolds has apparently changed his name to Turd Ferguson. Yeah, that's right. Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. Mr. Reynolds, unfortunately, you're in the lead, so we'll start with you. Yeah, I'll take the uh, condom thing for uh, 8000 That's condiments for 400 This condiment is made from mustard seeds. Burt Reynolds. That's not my name. Okay. Turd Ferguson. (laughs) Yeah, what do you want? You buzzed in. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. I hate my job. The answer was mustard. Mustard is made from mustard seeds. This is the sound a doggy makes. Burt Reynolds. Who is uh, Scooby-Doo? No. That was a funny dog, Scooby-Doo. He drove around a van and uh, solved mysteries. That is incorrect. No, that's correct. (laughs) I remember, you had a pal, Scrappy-Doo. Mr. Reynolds, what are you doing? (laughs) Yeah, I found this backstage, uh, oversized hat. It's funny. No, it's not. Sure it is. It's funny. It's funny because it's uh, bigger than a you know, normal hat. I-, I see that. Get back to your podium. <laughs> Norm McDonald. Oh, gosh, that guy. What an absolute legend he was. All right. Now, I said it's a night of hard conversations, right? Then we were talking about Millie and the FBI and CIA and the rot we have at the top of our system. Who is your Republican candidate? Who's your guy? You have a guy for sure. Uh, A lot of people will be Donald Trump. A lot of people are falling in love with Ron DeSantis in Florida. Uh, People still love Ted Cruz. Ted Cruz, to be totally honest with you, is a personal friend of mine. So I love Ted Cruz. Uh, There's a lot. Everyone has a guy, right? Who's your guy? Are you sure your guy? Are you sure he's ready? I mean, here's what I'll get. This is what I'll get. Uh, Trump's ready. General Milley was Trump's guy. Uh, Trump's the only one tough enough. Buddy, I love Trump. You know that. I, I think he was probably the best president of my lifetime. Unquestionably the best foreign policy president. And I'll always respect him for getting in there and taking the slings and arrows. Um, Trump's personnel decisions were the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. Are you sure Trump's ready? Oh, DeSantis, though. Dude, I love DeSantis. I call him Heavy D. Love DeSantis. He might be, he might be, he might be my front runner pick. Love him. Are you sure he's ready to step in there and take this whole thing on? I mean, he might be. He might be, but you realize that's the only chance we have. The only chance we have is the next guy when he takes over. Is he going to take this deep state stuff seriously? Is he? Because when we say deep state anymore, we're not talking about, you know, pie in the sky, wingnut internet conspiracies. It's real. It's real. 
the federal government, generals included, has decided. It's, it's decided that people on the right are the enemy and that China is our friend. The president of the United States of America, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, and probably many more are in the pockets of the communist Chinese. The situation is serious enough. I'm not trying to be over the top when I say this. If China landed 30 divisions on our California shore and started marching east tonight, you would have a shocking number of leaders of our cultural institutions either laying down their arms or flat out picking up the Chinese flag and marching towards Washington with them. And you know I'm right. That's how serious the federal situation is. Now, I should say, because I want to put a smiley face on this thing, it's a lot better at the state level. The states are really doing some outstanding things. Some of the states, I know some of your states are a disaster. But federally, that's how bad it is in this culture. You think, oh, Jesse, you're being crazy. Really? Really? Let's, uh, let's start out in California, actually. Which actor is going to publicly come out and say, China, go back home. These colors don't run. I'm picking up a weapon. Because I remember like 15 minutes ago when John Cena, you know, always sells that Uber Patriot stuff, had a movie coming out. And he committed the mortal sin of saying the word Taiwan. Remember, that's all he did. He didn't say anything anti-China. He said the word Taiwan. China doesn't even acknowledge Taiwan's existence. And John Cena, you can go look at it to this day. You know what? Go, go pull that up if you can find it. To this day, it's still online. John Cena, in response to China getting mad at him, learned Mandarin and went online and put out a public video apologizing to China in Mandarin. So, okay, let's let's just go ahead and set Hollywood aside for a moment. Jesse, the military would. Really? Oh, don't get me wrong. Our men and women on the ground, our warriors would. They'd be, they'd be all about that fight in China life. I'm not worried about them. Are you a thousand percent sure? That your generals, that your general officers, are you a thousand percent sure they wouldn't simply strike a deal with the Chinese to lead their own division? Are you sure? Especially if a Republican happened to be president at the time? Are you sure they wouldn't just happily collaborate with China to bring this country to its knees? And you better be really sure because the chairman of the Joint Chiefs just did it. Hey, China, just just a heads up. I'm going to call you before we attack. I'll let you know. That's not something that took place in some over-the-top movie about D.C. politics. That's your current chairman of the Joint Chiefs. That's my current chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Oh, but Jesse, the FBI would probably step up. Oh, come on. Come on. Do you think the director of the FBI really cares? That's how serious the situation is here. And my, my question is, not whether or not you understand how serious it is. I know you do. And I know you tell family and friends. I get that. I know you do. My question is, does the next Republican who wants to be president, does he? Because we can't, we simply cannot afford. We cannot afford a, well, I'm going to go there and learn the ropes. Well, I didn't have any choice but to keep these generals. Well, okay, we should, we'll just keep this guy around. Oh, well, I mean, it didn't turn. We don't have that luxury anymore. That time is gone. You had better step into D.C. like your Genghis freaking con, and you had better start wiping out people's careers like this. 
like they never existed. If the next Republican president isn't prepared to do things on day one that will get him impeached on day one, then the next Republican president shouldn't even step into the Oval Office because we are at that level of serious, and that is what it's going to take in this country. That is what it's going to take. All right. We're going to finally get to some phone calls. 877-377-4373. 877-377-4373. Listen, I'm going to read you some prices in the next segment. The, The price increases out there, the inflation that's coming. It's really, 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 really bad. When I tell you to buy Oxford Gold Group Gold, I mean like now. Get some physical gold in your hand. Nothing drastic. Nothing drastic. Get physical gold in your hand. Oxford Gold Group will get real gold delivered to your front door. And they make it so, so easy. That's why I send family and friends there. That's why I happily speak for them. And when you call Oxford Gold Group, tell them Jesse told you to call. 877-377-4373. 877-333-995-GOLD. 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. Call Oxford Gold Group today. Missed out? Catch up. jessikellyshow.com It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and that was John Cena's response sometime back when he made the mistake of mentioning the word Taiwan. Again, I ask you, 30 Chinese divisions land on the Chinese shores tomorrow. What percentage of the people who lead your society and my society just sign up for the other team immediately? We're having hard truth night tonight. And I'll get to your phone calls in just a second as soon as I actually get the information on the phone calls. In the meantime, we are paying tribute to Norm McDonald tonight. Norm McDonald, who went on The View. This is this may be my favorite one. Norm MacDonald went on The View, and you know those those leftist harpies on The View. He called uh, Bill Clinton a murderer, and you'll hear in the video the women are so upset about it, and they want him to shut up. But because he was Norm MacDonald, he could see how uncomfortable it made them, so he just decided to keep going and just sit back and enjoy the great Norm MacDonald. See, I, I, don't, I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a... Uh, a fresh start, because we don't want any more murderers. I no, think we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh. <laughs> Who's the murderers? Yeah. Oh, Clinton, he murdered a guy. Yeah, you know, we're not allowed, <laughs> no, to, you're not no, allowed to put out no, no accusations without That's a little Charlie. too far. That's the way it does let's work. Just, let's just go on to the next question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, be a good boy. Now, Norm. Do you never hear that? No. Listen, Norm, we don't need to talk about that. I don't want to get into this, and I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations. And you're supposed to be funny. Let's get on to the next there you go. <laughs> this is a live show. Norm, but you have been properly chastised by Barbara. So I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut no, up. Uh, no. Shut up. Look, okay. let me do this, okay? okay. <laughs> 
Donald driving him crazy. By the way, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, and hear me out here. I'm about to read you maybe the greatest email we've ever gotten to the show. Email your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Now, <laughs> I love you guys. I, I understand you're all terrible people, but this was this was the email I got to the show. Dear Dr. J. Steele Miniguns the third, the Oracle of Plastic Shed Builders. I listened to the podcast. That, by the way, in case you don't know what's going on with the plastic shed builders, you'll hear people refer to that occasionally. Sometimes, because I'm a bad person, sometimes I enjoy Sometimes I enjoy trolling people and getting them upset. I know that's not what you should do. I enjoy it. Um, I put a picture up of a shed that I bought. It was just a shed that I bought. I think I bought it at Ace or somewhere. Just one of those plastic sheds. And it wasn't even a shed. It's like a tiny closet because we just wanted to store a couple of outdoor items in it. <laughs> so I... uh. I assemble it, and it takes it takes two minutes, and I'm not even kidding. I think the shed came in five pieces. It was like the roof and the sides and the base of it, and I put the shed, I snapped the shed together, and because I knew it would get a rise out of people, I put a picture up of the shed online, and I said, boy, it just blows me away how many dudes out there don't know how to work with their hands. And people absolutely lost it. Of course, all of my people got the joke. All of my people got the joke. And every other person who wasn't familiar with that kind of humor, you're such an idiot. Anyone could assemble that. And it just made me laugh and laugh and laugh. (laughs) So that's what he's talking about. Anyway, moving on. I listened to the podcast a day or two later and heard you had the Rona. My question is, if the Rona took you out, how long until one of us deplorable listeners has a chance at your dime of a widow? Is there a height limit? I'm 6'3", so a runt compared to you. (laughs) Now that, that's actually a really excellent question. That's a really excellent question. What, Chris? I think it's a fair question. I think it's a fair question. What if I get taken out tomorrow? What if the communists kill me? What if, uh, what if I get run off the road tonight? You never know. You never know what they're going to do. What are, what's the proper protocol on the wife? Don't roll your eyes, Chris. It's important. We, the question was asked. It's important. We address it. What is the proper protocol for the wife? Now let's, let's cover something here. If you're trying to be improper about it, the best thing to do, if you have no morals whatsoever, none. If you have no morals whatsoever, you should hit on her at the funeral. It's true. Don't shake your head. It's absolutely true. I said if you had no morals. I don't want you to hit on her at my funeral. I'm just saying if you were setting aside everything proper, the smartest thing to do is hit on her at the funeral. Why? She's vulnerable, man. She's vulnerable and scared. What? Don't shake your head, Chris. We can talk about this. She doesn't know what her future is going to be. I mean, she just had the greatest person in the world die. So she doesn't know what's going on. And you don't have to be overt about it. 
You just don't. You don't. You don't have to be overt about it. You just be like, "Hey, here's some Kleenex. I'm I'm here for you if you need me. Just something. What? What are you guys shaking your head about? Just something benign like that. We can talk about this, guys. However, I think I think if you want to be moral and right about it, you can take the first the first six months. I would say until you move in. What, Chris? Is that too soon? Six months? No, not longer. The clock is ticking, bro. If you wait any longer than that, then someone else moves in. I say six months. I give all my listeners the permission. Give her a call. Give her a call six months from the day I die. Let it ride for six months and, and then give her a holler. Give her a holler and see. Look, see how it works out for you. I don't know. You know. I should probably open up this to the listeners. What's the appropriate amount of time to give the listeners before they're allowed to hit on my wife once the communists assassinate me? 877-377-4373. I'll finally get to your calls next. Hang on. Kelly show and you thought the Millie stuff was dark. The show has been driven off a bridge once again. This time people were blaming me, but remember it was an email question. I got to the show. The question was, and we'll get back. Believe me, we're going to get to this Axios poll on how many Americans support the mandates here in a second. And yikes. So we'll get to that in a minute. But the question was, and I've decided to leave it up to the audience, once I die, you know, I, everyone everyone knows the, the commies are going to take me out eventually. What is, because we always want to do the right thing, what's the appropriate amount of time you have to wait before you can hit on my dime wife? Let's go to the phones and see what you have to say about it. Mark in Idaho, go. Jesse, I would have to know if it's open or closed casket. Let's, because I let's got a, game, but open casket, that is going to be, dude, that's just creepy, and even I couldn't pull that off. Okay. Closed you, casket, I'm saying next day. Next day. Okay, I understand that. I understand that. Could you pull off open casket if maybe you stood there beside her as she stared at me and said, you know, his nose always was a little crooked. You know, throw a couple jabs at me. Maybe maybe that works and kind of gets working on her. Where, where, where are the boys? Are they there with mom? <laughs> Even for me, that's a little much. <laughs> Thank you for the call, Mark. All right. Roy in Colorado. Roy, what's the appropriate amount of time? I think you need to look at it from her perspective. Okay. She needs to wait until the end of the current tax year so she doesn't lose <laughs> her married filing jointly benefit. And then after that, it's open season. Okay. What can I say? So so it depends on the on the, the month of the year, the time of year. You know what? I support this. Of course, Chris supports this. Chris has probably already done the tax breakdown. Absolutely support it 100%. Thank you, Roy. Much appreciated. What is the appropriate amount of time? All right, this gentleman actually has a really good point about something different and something a lot more serious. Johnny, the truck drivers, go, brother. 
Yeah, Jesse, I need for you to put out that Medal of Honor moment that you missed yesterday because that's what hooked me to your show, brother. You know what? Care for the military and your understanding of history. You know what? He's 100% right. Because yesterday we had uh, the hurricane hit Houston. I did the first hour live, and obviously we were going to do Medal of Honor Monday. And then, pal, the hurricane hits, and the last two hours of the show become, they just had to put together a best of for the show. We're never going to skip Medal of Honor Monday. So, for you new listeners, every single Monday on the show, when a hurricane doesn't take the show out, we do Medal of Honor Monday. It's not complicated. We just feel that as bad a people as we are here on the show, these men are wonderful. Their deeds deserve to be remembered. The men deserve to be remembered. And it's not enough to know that these Medal of Honor citations exist. You must read them. You have to hear them. Your kids should hear them. These are the people you should want to be. Not the latest YouTube star or sports star. These are the people who build nations. So, without further ado, I actually don't know how to say the man's name. I looked it up a bunch, and that really sucks. But it's spelled M-A-T-E-J. K-A-C, or K-O-C-A-K, and it's from World War One. so I'm just going to call him Matej. I'm sure I'm screwing that up. I apologize. U.S. Army. When the advance of his battalion was checked by a hidden machine gun nest, he went forward alone, unprotected by covering fire from his own men, and worked in between German positions in the face of fire from enemy covering detachments. Locating the machine gun nest, he rushed it, and with his bayonet, drove off the crew. Shortly after, he organized 25 French colonial soldiers who had become separated from their company and led them in attacking another machine gun nest, which was also put out of action. Navy Medal of... Uh, or, uh, he also won the Navy Medal of Honor. He won one in the Army and one in the Navy, by the way. Navy Medal of Honor for extraordinary heroism while serving with the 66th Company, 5th Regiment, 2nd Division in action in the Villers-Cotier section south of Sochons, France, 18th of July, 1918. When a hidden machine gun nest halted the advance of his battalion, Sergeant Kokak went forward alone, unprotected, Jeez, this guy. He went forward alone, unprotected by covering fire, and worked his way in between German, German positions in the face of heavy enemy fire. I don't know how this guy's still alive. Rushing the enemy position with his bayonet, he drove off the crew. Later the same day, Sergeant Kokek organized front... Jeez, he just he did the same thing twice in a row. In a row. Two Medal of Honors. Two. That is incredible. July 18th, 1918. Now, that's Medal of Honor Monday. We will do this always on the show. Always on the show. And yes, we're going to be taking your phone calls about Millie. We're going to be taking your phone calls about how long you should wait after the commies take me out before you can date my wife. But let's get to something hard to talk about, but something we should talk about. Because these numbers are out here today, and they're, they're tough. These are the price increases over last year. Gas is up 42%. Used cars up 31%. Gas utilities up 21%. New cars up 7%. Electricity up 5%. Food away from home up 47 That's almost 5 Transportation up 46 Apparel up 42 Food at homes up 3 Shelters up 2.8 Medical care up 1 
let's have a talk. <laughs> because I'm looking at yet another poll. And we talked about one last night, so we're going to talk about one again here. And let me let me clarify something before I talk about this poll. One thing I don't do on the show, one thing we'll never do. You don't do it, I don't do it. We don't do this on the show. We don't try to just present the truth as we want it. We try to present the truth as it is. And this is what a lot of people on the right are tempted to do sometimes, especially when you talk about polls and things. Anytime a poll shows something they don't like, you'll get this. Oh, polls lie. That's a lying poll. All the polls are liars. Stop. We're not the kids. They're the kids. We're the adults. Are there polls that lie? There is no question about that. Are there polls that twist the truth and overrepresent Democrats? You bet there are. And major polls. However, however, there are a ton of polling companies. A ton of them. Some of them do do it right. When they all reflect the same trends, the same information, then we can't do that thing we want to do. Polls lie. No, 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 no. Stop that. Stop that. They're not all lying. They are not all lying. The truth is this. Six out of 10 voters in this country back Joe Biden's vaccine mandates. Now, you'll be happy to know You're undoubtedly not in that group. Two-thirds of Republicans, it should be 99%, but two-thirds of Republicans oppose them. So at least you're fine there. But Democrats, independents, men and women, overall in this country, they support Joe Biden's mandates. So that's funny. I'm going to go back to this sheet that we were just reading here. Gas, used cars, new cars, electricity, food, apparel, all these prices are up. And I hear all these people complaining about all these prices being up. Hmm. People are complaining about inflation, too. They're really mad about inflation, and they're mad about high prices, and they're mad about all these things in the economy. But I'm looking at at a poll that says they support vaccine mandates. I think it's time. I think it's time we take a moment before we get back to your calls. I think it's time to uh, have a discussion about accountability and reality, don't you? We'll do that in just a second. But first, hero defense. Husband and wife are driving home from work, driving home from dinner, actually. They get stopped at a light. They get surrounded by an angry mob, and that alone would be terrifying, wouldn't it? Even if you're just in the car, have people pounding on the glass, screaming at you, wouldn't that be just the worst thing? But they get the door open. They manage to get their hands on the husband. Imagine the fear going through the wife's face at this point in time. Start dragging him out of the car. But he had a Hero 2020 non-lethal weapon, and he managed to get his hands on it, Shot his attacker twice in the chest. They all backed away because this, oh man, this Pepper Irritan is so brutal in the thing. They're alive to this day, both of them, because of Hero 2020. I own one. Go get one. Hero2020.com. Make sure you use the code Kelly. Hero2020.com. Code Kelly. State law restrictions may apply. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is 
the Jesse Kelly Show. Was that about my wife? Is that what the, the you, this is lousy? What's going on? The email question, in case you missed it, was what is the appropriate amount of time after the communists to take me out to start hitting on my wife? Some guy said he has to know whether it's open or closed casket. Another caller said we have to wait till the tax year rolls over. We will take your calls on at 877-377-4373. But before we get back to these vaccine mandates, before we get back to that, we're paying homage to Norm McDonald tonight. Do you remember the time he roasted Hillary Clinton? Gosh, I love Norm McDonald. He was just he was just unafraid and we don't have many of those guys anymore. Here's Norm McDonald torching Hillary Clinton. As new questions arise about Hillary Clinton's role in Whitewater, the president appears to be distancing himself from the First Lady. Earlier today in his weekly radio address, the president insisted, Hey, I sleep with hundreds of girls, I can't vouch for all of them, you know? (laughs) Court documents made public this week, independent counsel Kenneth Starr told a federal judge that Hillary Clinton is now a, quote, central figure in the Whitewater criminal probe. Reacting to the news, President Clinton called the investigation a partisan witch hunt, vowing, quote, if the First Lady is somehow convicted and has to go to jail, I will do everything in my power to wait two weeks to start dating. (laughs) (laughs) Norm MacDonald. Uh, back to what we were talking about. I am going to make time to get to this mafia story tonight. I love mafia stories that I'm going to make time, but first we're going to address the important stuff. Dave Reboy, my buddy, is coming up in about eight minutes from now. And I'm just going to level this. It's going to level with you here. Dave is one of the sharper people out there, in my opinion. And you know, I don't think anybody's smart but me. Dave is really, really sharp. And I value his opinion a lot on things. And... Last year, when the coronavirus stuff started, and they were pushing all the lockdowns and and you know close your business here and do this and stand six feet away, Dave and I would speak. We spoke on the air, but we would speak privately more. And Dave and I both thought, we both thought, hey, this is not going to fly in America. <clears throat> maybe, look, maybe you can do that to those Europeans, <laughs> but that's never going to fly in America. America, you what? They just arrested a guy for pet, for paddleboarding. You watch, America's gonna step up and they're gonna toss this stuff out. Americans, we believe in freedom here. It's part of our DNA. We believe in freedom. That's that's what I thought, and it never happened. And not only did it never happen, this is a hard hard thing we have to accept here. Not only did it never happen. To this day, a lot of Americans, probably over 50%, are totally fine with lockdowns and mandates and all the other insanity. In fact, they insist on it. I interviewed uh, John Phillips. He's one of my buddies. He does a great show, radio show on KABC out in Los Angeles. And John, he's more knowledgeable about California politics than than anything possible. And you know, this recall of Gavin Newsom is going on as we speak. You know, by the way, get out there and vote against Newsom. If you're in California, go vote against Newsom anyway. But John Phillips and I were speaking about the recall. And I, I'm not in California. I'm not in it. So I'm trying to gauge or trying to get an accurate gauge. What is the mood out there? And I said, John, what is Gavin Newsom going to get recalled? And he said, look, 
I don't know. I hope so. It could be close. And so so I responded with, okay, so that's crazy to me because I despise Newsom and I despise the lockdowns. I despise – so I said to him, John, I don't understand. If he didn't get recalled, what in the world – what would be the reason? Like what possible reason for that would there be? Why wouldn't they recall him? Surely he's hated by everyone, right? And he said, Jesse, a lot of Californians to this day love these lockdowns. They love the mandates. They love the restrictions. They are scared of coronavirus, and they want Gavin Newsom to be the tyrant he's been. And he said, Jesse, I don't know what those percentages are, but they're a lot worse than you or I would want them to be. Now, I think it's important we can we confront reality at all times, right? Not just reality that makes other people uncomfortable, reality that makes us uncomfortable. This is a reality I do not like discussing. It makes me uncomfortable. It does. It makes me very, very uncomfortable. I don't like having this conversation of, okay, am I completely out of step with most of America, with at least the majority of America? Am I a stranger in my home country now? Because it feels that way, and I don't want to have that discussion, but maybe it's healthy for us to have that discussion. What if what if what we believe ain't that popular anymore? What if so much of this country simply pulled away from us and they decided they they want to live under tyranny? And let's be honest, there are people in this world, many of them, Who do? That sounds crazy to you. That sounds crazy to me. I can't relate to that way of thinking. But there are people who simply want, what was it that uh, Samuel Adams said? The tranquility of servitude? This is something some people want. And the truth is, I don't know that we're there, but we might be there. That's a majority opinion now. That's a majority opinion now. Man, that's heavy, isn't it? Gosh, ugh. That's way too heavy. We're going to do some more Norm McDonald in a second. I promised you a couple more phone calls. Don't forget, Dave Reboy's coming up. Let's go Let's go to Paige in St. Pete, Florida. I don't know what Paige is going to say, but I know I love Florida so much, and including St. Pete, so we're going to Paige. St. Petersburg, Paige, go ahead. Hey, I just wanted to call and say thank you for showing, you know, all these props to Norm McDonald. I'm a diehard fan and followed him from the beginning of his career before he was anybody. And um, I just, the anyone, I posted it immediately when I heard about it. And I posted, you know, thank you for being such a fearless comedian, because it's really funny that you had mentioned that before. And I said, and don't worry, we'll keep an eye on OJ for you. And then afterwards, I got these responses that were like, what the? You know, they had no, they didn't know what I was talking about. So you can really tell, you know, the diehard fans, you know, of norms, you know, because that was just in everything he did. He managed whether he was doing, you know, a weekend update on that, that, that brilliant footage from the ESPYs, which I had never heard before. That was such a treat, you know, that he was just such a brilliant writer and, well, and thank you for the call, Paige. Thank you for the call. Now, it, look, I respect people who take chances, and it's not easy to be a comedian out there doing uncomfortable humor these days. And you know what else I respect? 
I mean, there's a million bad guys in entertainment. I mean, I'm one of them, right? Just a terrible person. Norm McDonald, behind the scenes, the stuff you didn't see, his reputation, treated people like gold, man. Treated people like gold. He had that reputation of being just an awesome dude. All right, let's have a talk with Dave Reboy next. Are, are you and I out of step? Dave might think so. Hang on. Oh, man, jazz music. Gosh, that can only mean one thing. Joining me now, my friend Dave Reboy, who has an outstanding substack. I would highly recommend you go check it out. I can't exactly call Dave a nerd because he can bench press an entire city. But Dave, jazz music, is just, it's not good, Dave. It, that's not good music. It's so good. I mean, I oh. love doing your show because I get to, I get to have my reputation precede me by a few <laughs> seconds as as the music starts to play. It's great. Thank you for having me on. Of course, my man. Of course. Now, you and I, we talk a lot. We've talked a lot. We uh, we are a little bit. Ta- at least I am quite taken aback how compliance. Americans have been and how, I mean, look, Dave, I'm looking at places like France. They're riding in the streets. I'm looking at Australia. They had a giant, they flooded the beaches when the beaches were closed. I think this was last weekend. Now I realize Florida would, Texas would, but there are a lot of Americans who aren't only comfortable with all this COVID stuff. They want more. Yeah. It's it's a really dispiriting thing to think about, and um, and you know as we've said a lot, it's a it's a dispiriting thing to realize. And um, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I was I was as shocked as anybody over the last uh, year and then some, just seeing um, you know seeing the the you know not only the the acquiescence of the people as you said, but like the enthusiastic support for some of the most draconian lockdown uh, insanity. I mean, you know, you've got, um, you've, you know, you've got, uh, I mean, who's, I guess a few people are pro- protesting against uh, vaccine um, uh, passports in New York City and, and uh, you know, and, and other places. But um, it's still, you know, you're not looking at a mass movement. You know, you're, uh, you've, you've got the Met Gala last night where people running around with no, uh, you know, with, with no face masks or anything. And then these are the same people that are screaming that your seven-year-old kid needs to have it on all day at school. Um, you know, there's a big disconnect. And usually, I mean, what I'm most disappointed in is that usually you would think that this disconnect leads to anger, and it leads to some kind of blowback, and we're not seeing it. It, it. We're not seeing it. And and Dave, are we going to? Is it simmering, or are we just simply too, uh, honestly, fat, lazy, bored, and, and just ha- content right now to realize what's happening until it's way too late? Yeah, I, th- I, think, um, I think that may be it. Look, I mean, you know, last year... We we were wrong. We thought that there would be a, a a backlash. We thought that there would be a more you know fulsome and robust protest movement against this stuff. Um, you know, it turns out there wasn't. Now maybe you know, hopefully we're we're wrong when we say that you know Americans are too you know fat, happy, and lazy 
um, you know, to get off their rear ends to to do anything about it. But I mean, I, I think the, the the basics are basically are are basically the same as as they were, which is that in places like Florida and Texas, um, you know, and 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 uh, a few other states, you have more of a population that's willing to to stand up and just say no. And consequently, their governments have been pretty good about, you know, their governments know that. They know who they're dealing with, and they know that that uh, that the people in their states want to be free. But in other places, you know, New Jersey and New York and California and whatever, I mean, they can just kind of lock down with impunity because they know. I mean, these are people who sit in front of CNN and MSNBC all day. So they're thinking, you know, they're thinking that, uh, you know, the coronavirus is, um, you know, is... Uh, you know, is 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 an awful plague that's going to kill you and your you know three year old kid if he's not vaccinated and and triple masked. A lot of people know me as the the national divorce guy. I'm speaking with Dave Reboy, by the way, because I, I, I've talked so much about the national divorce. But Dave Reboy was talking about it before I was talking about it. So this is something he's been talking about for a long time. Dave, I'm not under the delusion that tomorrow we're going to sit down as adults and agree to go our separate ways as a nation and have an arbitrator in there and we'll divvy up California and Florida. I, I, I'm not I'm not an idiot. I realize that's not happening. But is it happening naturally anyway because of how many people want to live free or want to live under tyranny? Isn't it just naturally occurring? Yes. Yes, I, I agree with you that it's not going to happen tomorrow. I think it's I think it's over the kind of scythe horizon. Um, but to be honest with you, it's not that far off. Um, all of the fundamentals in this situation are on the side of a, you know, on the side of 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 a of a, of a crack up of some kind. And um, I mean that, and that's even before you get into some of the economic instability that uh that the country faces which is you know which is considerable um you know uh, in in the future and but um look i mean we 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 hate, we hate one another we have different ideas about how we should be governed we have different ideas about the nature of the good and what is virtuous and um you know and eventually this stuff kind of manifests in different ways and it doesn't tomorrow it doesn't you know the necessarily the day after but at some point that's the trend and i think what we're doing is very important which was which is we are alerting americans to the great you know the massive cleavages in in um you know ideology uh that that exists in the united states now and and the fact that these things cannot you know, cannot be bridged. One or the other really has to give in order for any of this to make sense. Dave, speaking of cleavage and ideologies, <laughs> I guess I wish I'd, I wish I'd put that differently. I actually, right I really wish I'd put that differently in hindsight. But speaking of, of the differences in our ideology, one very clearly controls all of the cultural institutions right now. However, the other, the one you and I subscribe to, is not. It's not a tiny, tiny minority. It's not like there's ten percent of us. It's it's thirty, forty percent at a minimum. I've never seen that kind of dynamic in a nation before. With with the history that I've read, am I missing one? Is there a historical precedent for this where it is a fairly even split, even though all the leaders are on one side? No, I mean I don't know. I, I I'm uh, I'm I'm not that good of a student of history to know if this is um you know if, to, to know if this is uh you know a thing that has uh, many precedents i don't think it has many precedents um but you know i mean this the central dynamic um you know feature of what's going on here is you've got the the you know kind of ruling elite 
ideology that exists primarily for the purpose of taking, you know, vengeance on and destroying the rest of us. And, um, you know, and uh, I think that's a thing that's, that's, that's kind of new, which is, which is um, you know, they have their particular vision of life, and they're going to, um, they're going to stamp that vision of life over uh, everyone in America by hook or by crook, either by convincing people through the educational system or the media, you know, or by, you know, frankly, you know, <laughs> making people fear for, for their lives and their livelihoods. Um, through uh, you know through through being canceled and uh, and kind of offenses against you know modern political uh, you know the, the modern politically correct uh, uh, script. So um, yeah, I mean you've, you've <laughs> they are a minority, um, but they are a very powerful minority, as you said. Dave Reboy, everybody. Dave, thank you so much. Dave, where can people get more of your stuff, brother? Go to Twitter, D-A-V-E-R-E-A-B-O-I, and then you'll find my substack and uh, and my website. It's also at uh, DaveReboy.com. And, uh, you know, go ahead and follow. Appreciate it, my man. Thank you. It is, it is an interesting thing. Like, let's consider... Let's consider right now where we are with let, let's do the let's do the vaccination thing. The vaccination thing because remember the divide is not between vaccinated people and unvaccinated people. It doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated or unvaccinated. That's not that's your business. I don't care. I don't care. You know, I am not. It's just a personal choice I made. I'm 40 years old. I'm not obese. Uh, I did not view the risk of coronavirus being great enough to me to warrant getting a, a vaccine. So I didn't get it. And I've since gotten the Rona, so now I'm more immune than you. So up yours. <laughs> but anyway, I, did, I didn't get it. But if you got it, I don't care. There's no judgment. That's not the division in society. The division in society is mandates versus no mandates. There is an interesting dynamic there I don't think people thought about. I'll explain in a second. Is he smarter than everyone? Who knows? Does he think so? Yeah. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yeah, we'll get back to some emails here in a second. Maybe some phone calls. I have to get to my mob story, but I, as I mentioned, we're not, we don't have, in the coming days of division, there's a really fascinating thing that people haven't thought about yet. We don't have a vaccinated versus unvaccinated thing. That's, that's not the division. The division is mandates, no mandates, lockdowns, no lockdowns. And the portion of society, whatever portion that is, I believe it's 80 million adults. That's not a small number, right? It's a lot. 80 million adults, which probably means it's 100 million because you know people are lying about that because of the stigma with it. The portion of society that has chosen to not get vaccinated. And again, it's personal choice. I don't care. But you've chosen to not get vaccinated. That is not, one, a small portion. That's a big portion. Two, that is not a soft portion of society. The people who have made that choice, many, 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 many of them, it's a lot of society's warriors. There are tons and tons of veterans in there, cops in there, even guys who aren't that, hunters in there, outdoorsmen in there. That is a heavily armed, hard portion of American society. It is not a tiny, helpless, hopeless minority. It is not. 
that you can just push around. And you know I love history. I geek out on it all the time. I don't know of another situation like that. There are a million stories of of an oppressed minority that gets de- disarmed and there aren't enough of them to fight back. And so they kind of get, you know, just bullied into whatever. This is not really a group you can bully. This is not a group you can bully. Where does it go from here? I mean, have you heard this stuff? You've ever heard of it? They're not slowing down. Remember, remember, we always study the communists here, don't we? The, how the communist thinks. Right now, you are surveying the land and you're horrified. The mandates and the lockdowns and these tyrants. And you're looking around and you're saying, who, who are these people? You must understand. They're surveying the land too. And they're horrified too. They're horrified by all the things they haven't taken over yet. Here's Dr. Fauci himself. If we get the overwhelming proportion of the population vaccinated, we will get to herd immunity. If we do it in the next six months, it will happen in the next six months. If we do it in the next two months, it'll happen in the next two months. I would support that. If you want to get on a plane and travel with other people, that you should be vaccinated. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry? I'm sorry. Maybe, maybe my headphones aren't working, Chris. I would have just swore they're now just openly campaigning on you having to show your papers before you're allowed on a plane. That is what he said, right, Chris? That is what he said? Okay, well, guess what? He wasn't done in case you thought that was the worst thing he said. And remember, I want you to remember something. Don't make the mistake of saying, oh, that's just Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci has very sadly been deciding on the COVID policy of this nation for two years now. Joe Biden and his administration, they are listening when Dr. Fauci speaks. You want to know where he wants to go next? Go ahead. It seems to me crazy that a year and a half into this, you can still, I can still get on a plane to Boston or California and nobody's going to check me. Do you think that needs to Pause real quick, pause real quick. Let's let's just talk about that journalist for a moment. Kind of hot, by the way, but we're not going into that right now, Chris. Let's talk about that journalist for a moment. It seems crazy to me that people are still allowed to fly without being checked. That's what she said. I want you to play this from the beginning, Chris. It seems crazy to me that people are still allowed to fly without being checked. How wild, how, how deep is the gap between this psychopath in you. Go ahead. It seems to me crazy that a year and a half into this, you can still, I can still get on a plane to Boston or California and nobody's going to check me. Do you think that needs to change? Well, that's under consideration, certainly. I think that if, in fact, it is seriously considered, it's on the table, we're not there yet. And I believe that the idea about requiring vaccination for travel is something that is on the table for discussion. It has not been decided yet. They're not done yet. They're not done yet. Oh, but Jess, Jesse, he, he's a doctor. He believes in science, though. He's a, he's a science guy, and I have no doubt as a doctor and a science guy. I mean, he went to college for like 90 years. I guarantee he's already got these data points and charts and these pie graphs, and he has an exact number on when this stuff ends. I mean, if you're someone who's interested in stopping this stuff, surely you would have some sort of a concrete goal, right? You would have a concrete goal? You would, right? You want to hear you want to hear Fauci's concrete goal? Here he is. Do you have a percentage in mind of Americans that need to be vaccinated before we reach a point to really suppress this this virus and actually be on the winning side of things? 
Joe, we don't know. The one thing that I say, and I think it's as close to the truth as you can get, is you will know it when you see it. You should get, we, us, here in the United States, should get as many people vaccinated as we possibly can. And when we get to the point where it is that critical number that we are not sure of what it is, you're going to see the level of infections plummet very, very low and maybe even disappear. So I'm sorry that I don't know what that number is, but it likely is going to be pretty high because we have a very transmissible virus. Definitely seems like a guy who wants to sing to end, right? Definitely seems like he has a plan. I mean, I don't know. It's, it's some herd of unity. There'll have to be a lot, and there'll, there'll be a sudden drop. And why do, why do you think they haven't given you a number? Why do you think? Why do you really, really think they haven't given you something concrete you can hold on to? Why does it seem like that that carrot that's dangling out in front of you? Why does it seem like every time you're almost ready to get it, they just Pull it away a little bit more. Why do you really think that is? Have you really thought about it? Are you ready to think about it? These people don't want coronavirus to ever end. Never. Now, I have one more thing Fauci said. And this this is going to be something you're not expecting. Hang on. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Tuesday. So I just played you a bunch of Fauci audio, right? A Fauci, we need a, you need a vaccine passport to travel. You need this, you need that. Well, that's so weird because I found this audio. This is two years old, and you should hear this absolute right-wing lunatic speaking out against all these COVID restrictions. And the best way for me to prevent getting an infectious disease and having to have you as my doctor is what? Wearing a mask? No, um, no, no. no. You do that? <laughs> you, um, if somebody's, I can see they're ready to sneeze or cough, you, walk away. You avoid all the paranoid aspects and okay. do something positive. A, good diet. B, you don't smoke, I know. I know you don't drink, at least not very much, so that's pretty good. Get some exercise. I know that you don't get as much exercise as yes, you should. That's correct. Get good sleep. I think the, the normal, low-tech, healthy things okay. are the best thing that you can do, David. Man, alive. Chris, who was that Who was that right-wing lunatic we just played on the show who's speaking out against Fauci? Oh. Oh, that was Fauci. Hmm. That's interesting. It's very interesting. Let's get to some emails. You can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. All emails are welcome. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions for Friday. I do need to give everybody a a heads up right now. Friday, I will be shooting animals with my sons. We're going dove hunting. Look. It's them or us, okay? It's If we don't take them on, what, Chris? If we don't take them on, what chance do we have to survive? So we'll be out there protecting America, killing doves on Friday. Now, I, I've always considered myself sort of a benevolent dictator, really, because I'm such a kind person, 
We are going to do Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday this week. And against my better judgment, because I can't be here Friday. Don't worry. I'll be back on Monday. No big deal. Because I can't be here on Friday, I am going to do something I've never done before, and I'm going to regret it. But we are going to allow this Thursday Ask Dr. Jesse phone calls for the first time ever. So email in your Ask Dr. Jesse questions now, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. But on Thursday, because I'm going to be Friday, we are going to do a brief trial run on Ask Dr. Jesse phone calls. Phone calls. Chris, Norm MacDonald died. As everybody knows, we've been paying tribute to him throughout the show because I love Norm MacDonald, one of the great comedians. And one thing I so, so admire is that Norm MacDonald battled cancer for nine years and never told anybody about it. In an era, in an era where everybody, the second their anxiety spikes for five seconds, they have to get on Twitter and post about it. Norm MacDonald battled a deadly disease for nine years and never said a word. In fact, he was out there doing stand-up comedy bits about cancer and still didn't make it about himself. Gosh, that's awesome. Because in the old days, they go, hey. That old man died. Now they go, hey, he he lost his battle. <laughs> That's no way to end your life, you know. What a loser that guy was. <laughs> Last thing he did was lose. <laughs> he was waging a brave battle, but at the end, I guess he got kind of cowardly was what happened. <laughs> and then the bowel cancer, it got brave. You got to give it to the bowel cancer. You know, they were in a battle, and then, what the <laughs> And I'm pretty sure, I'm not a doctor, but I'm pretty sure if the cancer dies, I mean, if you die, the cancer also dies at exactly the same time. So that, to me, is not a loss, that's a draw. That's a, you know what I mean? What a boss. What a boss. He, he did that stand-up routine while he had cancer. Gosh, that's so good. Chris, I need you to play for me again. Just before I get to the emails here, I need you to play him on The View. They invited Norm MacDonald on The View, and he decided to just accuse Bill Clinton of being a murderer in front of all these Democrat hags, and they try everything they can to get him to shut up. It's like a minute-long clip, and he just keeps going with it just because it makes him uncomfortable. See, I, I, don't, I think we should get the homicide out of the White House and get like a... Uh, a fresh start, because we don't want any more murderers. I think no, we, we should just go on to the next question. Oh. <laughs> Who's the murderers? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Clinton, he murdered a guy. Yeah, you know, we're not allowed <laughs> no, to, you're not no, allowed no, to put out no, no accusations without That's please, a little Charlie. too that's far. That's the way it does let's work. Just, let's just go on to the next question. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh, be a good boy. Now, Norm. Do you never hear that? No. Listen, Norm, we don't need I to don't talk about I don't want to get into this, and I don't want to hear it, and this is not the place to make those accusations, and you're supposed to be funny. Let's get on to the next there you go. <laughs> this is a live show. Not but you have been properly chastised by Barbara. Oh. So I'm not going to ask the next question. I thought it was a matter of record. Shut no. up. No. Shut up. <laughs> it's the last one. It's the last one, the matter of record that really makes it. 
You know what makes it? Because those hags, they were sure. They even got the you go girl applause from the crowd. And they were sure that I finally shut him up enough. And I scolded him enough. And I nagged at him enough. And we got the you go girl clap. And now he's been chastised. They even said, you've been chastised. Norm wasn't chastised at all. (laughs) Gosh, I love that guy. The people advocating, this is an email, the people advocating punishment and isolation of the unvaccinated are the same ones who righteously decry the internment of Japanese Americans during World War II. Here's the thing about the vaccine mandate people. You should lose your job if you're not vaccinated. You shouldn't be allowed to fly if you're not vaccinated. I don't want you to come visit relatives if you're not vaccinated. Here's the thing about those people. One, they're frightened. Frightened people are by a mile the most dangerous people on the planet. Frightened people are monsters. And you don't like to think about historical monsters like frightened people because you want to think about them like monsters. But the truth is, when the, the Ottoman Empire gathered up all the Armenians and started slaughtering them by the hundreds of thousands, they didn't do that for any other reason than fear. They had been told the Armenians were stabbing them in the back. They were going against them in their own war in World War I. They're going to lose us the war. These Armenians are treacherous. They are dangerous. We have to, I'm scared. And that's how mass slaughter happens. Look, the the, the Jews, we bring up the Jews all the time. And we don't do Holocaust uh, uh, comparisons because everybody does Holocaust comparisons and very few things ever compare to the Holocaust. So I'm not comparing what's happening now to the Holocaust, but you like to imagine every Nazi camp guard as being some demon, and he was. They're scared, frightened sheep. Frightened sheep are always the biggest monsters. Always the biggest monsters. And here's what's wild about it. Every one of these vaccine mandate people, you should be fired. Your kids shouldn't go to school. You should be sent to an island. Every one of these vaccine mandate people... They use the exact same language every historical monster has ever used. And just like every other historical monster, they think I'm different. They think they're the different. They think, well, it's different this time. You hear hear it all the time now. Well, you don't understand. They're a danger. Yeah, the Jews were a danger. Those Armenians were a huge danger to the Ottoman Empire. It's always always a danger. You don't understand. This is for this is for the, the entire public. This is for the public good, the public health. You don't you don't hear anyone else saying things like that these days, do you? It's always the same. Always. Hang on, I'll finish up on this, but first. I love when a company One is patriotic, unapologetically patriotic. And two, I love when a company shakes everything up and provides me with more for less. That's what Pure Talk has done with wireless. Think about your absurd wireless bill from Verizon or AT&T and T-Mobile. You know Pure Talk is out there? Own their CEO, Vietnam veteran. Doesn't like to talk about it, but I talk about it. They're on the exact same network as the big guys, so you're not sacrificing coverage, and yet the average family saves over $800 a year when they switch to Big Talk, or when they switch to Pure Talk. Oh, keep your iPhone, by the way. Keep your Android. Or they have great discounts on new ones. 
over $800 a year with Pure Talk. From your cell phone, dial pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's pound 250 and say Jesse Kelly. You'll have the option to receive a one-time auto-dialed text message from Pure Talk. Truth. Attitude. Jesse Kelly. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, and yes, it's a fun night. I still have to get to the dress. I have to get to organized crime. I have emails. Dang it. All the monsters in history, all of them, they were always doing it, quote, for the public good, the public health. They all thought they were the good guy. They all thought they were different. No, 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 no. This this is different. These are this is different. There are th- these people are a danger. Don't understand that these people are dangerous. They're responsible for it. All these dirty people. They're responsible for all the ills of society. That they're responsible. I'm protecting you. I'm the good guy. They always think they're the good guy. Always. All right. Before I get to the mafia. Let's just cap something real quick with this AOC thing. AOC, it's the big story out there right now. And it's not a big story, but it's what everyone's talking about. AOC, the communist congresswoman, kind of hot from New York, puts on a tax the rich dress and wears it to the Met Gala last night. You don't know what the Met Gala is, probably. It's this big, fancy, stupid party. The only reason I know about it is I read about it today. It's a fancy, stupid party that they charge $30,000 a ticket for. Gosh, I I would love to tell Chris he had to pay $30,000 to do anything. He would would lose his mind. (laughs) All right. Anyway. People were all up in arms about it and saying, oh, she's a hypocrite. This is a hypocrite. So hypocritical. Tax the rich. They're all rich. What's she doing at a 30,000? Always remember, we have to understand the communists or we'll never be able to defeat the communists. She's not hypocritical. You could say that to her a million times over. She would never, it wouldn't, wouldn't make a dent. Communism is not a political ideology. It is not. Communism is a religion. AOC and people like her, she simply views herself as being part of the priest class of her religion. And the priests, I mean, they do get the finer thing. The priests get the fancy robes and the better food and everything else. she That's how she views herself. It's not hypocritical. If you follow the rules, if you do everything right and follow the rules, you can achieve the status only of being a normal parishioner in the church. You're, still, you're never going to be above one of the normal people who sits in the pews. You don't have the same rights and privileges as the priest class. Now, if you're a heretic, they'll just kill you all. That's why communists have killed so many people. They just slaughter any heretic, as any religion would. Every, every, every major religion in historically has killed heretics. Every single one of them. Christians, Jews, Muslims, you name it. Major religions kill heretics. Communism's no different. They kill heretics. That's why they've killed so many people. Even if you do everything right in AOC's eyes, 
you'll never be welcomed into the priest class. She's not a hypocrite. I I brought it up before. Let me bring it up one more time. Kim Jong-il. He was the dictator in charge of North Korea before his son took over. His son's the one who's in charge of it now. Kim Jong-il was his father. And because of their terrible communist policies, he was a huge communist. They they all are. They're, They're rabid communists. Because of his communist policies, North Koreans were starving. And I don't mean two of them. There are estimates it's over three million North Koreans were starving to death during this horrible famine. Three million of them. Okay? Picture people starving in mass like that. Now, because it's such a secretive country, we don't have all the details. But again, there are rumors that people were not only eating the rats. Well, we know they were eating the rats. There are rumors people were eating each other. If your neighbor fell over and starved to death, well, we got to go eat, Bob. Got to eat something. You've never known that kind of desperation in your life. Neither have I. That's that's desperation you wouldn't wish on anybody. And this is happening to millions of people in North Korea. Kim Jong-il, while that was going on, he would luxuriate. I believe he had 24 mansions. He would luxuriate at his 24 mansions. He had a harem of women. He would have fresh lobster, fresh lobster flown into him every single day. And, you know, Hennessy, super expensive booze, Hennessy, he was their largest customer in the world by a mile. By a mile. AOC is not a hypocrite. That's communism. That's what the religion looks like. It's always the same. It always works out the same. A hundred percent of the time, that's communism. All right. Ed in Missouri. Ed, what's going on, brother? Well, good luck on Friday. That really sounds like a special day. But on your trek, you might pass this cabin with this guy propped his feet up. He's smoking a cigar and drinking a Long Island tea, and COVID is laughing its ass off. Laughing its ass off. It won year one, it's winning year two, and it'll win year three and four. Um, And it is doing this because it achieved its nest. It got to where it needed to go. I'm not quite sure what he was talking about there, so we're just going to continue to move on. What, Chris? We're going to move on. I have to. I have to move on because we have a mafia story. Now, don't roll your eyes, Chris. I, I can't help it. Like virtually everyone else in America, I'm fascinated by the mob. And when there's a big mob story that breaks out, we're going to talk about it first. I do. You may have missed it earlier in the show. We got an email from a listener, and he his question was. How long he has to wait after I die, because back when I got the Rona, how long he has to wait after I die to hit on his words, my dime wife. We opened up the phone lines on what we thought was an appropriate amount of time. 877-377-4373. What do you think the appropriate amount of time is you have to wait before you can hit on my wife? What I came up with was this. If you have no morals at all, I would try to swoop in in the funeral. 
I would. Once the commies assassinate me, go for it in the funeral. She'll be vulnerable. If you want to try to do the right thing, I say six months. I say six months. One of the callers said you had to wait till the tax year rolled over, and I totally respect that. We did get some emails on it. Jesse, your segment on rules for courting Mrs. Kelly after you get whacked by the commies was absolutely hysterical. I heard it at work and was laughing so hard I was crying. My customers probably thought I lost it. Bravo and enjoy the doghouse this weekend. No, that's the thing. The wife actually texted me and she said, you're a terrible person and I have to hear the phone calls and what people are actually saying. (laughs) All right. So I'll be back with more phone calls. What is the appropriate amount of time you should wait before you hit on my wife and a mafia tale? Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Chris is playing Cream because it's the movie. It's from the movie Goodfellas, and we have a mafia story. Jesse, why are you playing a mafia story? I love it. I don't have a significant reason. This doesn't tie into you or me at all. It's still awesome. The headline is: Feds take down New York City's Colombo organized crime family. Earlier today, in federal court. In Brooklyn, a 19-count indictment was unsealed, charging 14 defendants, including 10 members and associates of the Colombo crime family of La Cosa Nostra and a member of the Bonanno organized crime family with various offenses, including labor racketeering involving multiple predicate acts of extortion conspiracy, attempted extortion, uh, attempted extortion, extortionate collection, I don't know what that word means, of credit conspiracy, extortionate collection of credit and money, money laundering conspiracy. Gosh! Apparently they were extorting the labor unions, but we cannot tell a mafia story without getting to the names. Are you ready for the names? Andrew Mush Russo, he's the boss of the Colombo crime family, Benjamin Benji Castellazzo, the underboss, Roy DiMatteo, the consigliere, Theodore Perisco. They're all, it's just all the names you would think. All the names you would think. And what's so wild is this. By the way, the quote from the article is Today's charges describe a long standing, ruthless pattern by the administration of the Colombo crime family, its captains, members, and associates of conspiring to exert control over the management of a labor union by threatening to inflict bodily harm on one of its senior officials and devising a scheme to divert and launder vendor contract funds from its health care benefit program. In addition, for their own enrichment, the defendants conspired to engage in extortionate loan sharking, money laundering, and fraud, as well as drug trafficking. So it's all it's all the normal mafia stuff. And actually, I do have one thing I want to say about it before we move on. And I'll take your phone calls about how long you have to wait to hit on my wife before, after the communists kill me. We'll play some more Norm MacDonald. We'll get to all that in a minute. We all make a mistake when it comes to current events. And it's, our, our mistake is this. And I make it too. You make it. It's, it's human nature to make this mistake. We always act like we live at the end point in history. We, we act like history has stopped with us. This is what I mean. You ever watch a mafia documentary? 
I'm, you undoubtedly have. If you're a dude listening to the sound of my voice, there's probably a 95% chance you have. If you're a woman, I would guess 50-50. And 50-50 is probably fair, right, Chris? But a lot of you have. Any mafia documentary always ends with what? Always. It ends with a gigantic takedown of the entire family. And because they're always trying to tie a neat little bow on it, the takedown of the family is always breaking up the Colombo crime family, breaking up the Bananos. The Gambinos are decimated, never to recover again. And yet there's always another major bust in just a few years. The truth is there's always going to be criminals There's always going to be a market out there for criminals. There's always going to be vice. And we never live, we will never live at the end of history. They act like you do. They they want to, the, the government wants you to believe that they have done the work and they're all gone forever now. So there, we just took out all the management of the Colombo family and a bunch of their members too. They're gone forever. They're not going anywhere. Another one will simply step up. Because these people never go away, ever. All right. R- really quickly, Ricardo in Tennessee, before before you have your wife opinion, what's your favorite mob movie ever? Oh, Goodfellas. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. All right, Ricardo. Now, what's the appropriate amount of time after the commies assassinate me for you to wait before you hit on my wife? Well, you know, I've actually got my own dime, but if I didn't, I would have to say as soon as the dirt hits the coffin. In fact, I might have some grief, grief counselor cards made up. Just as, hey, there you go. I'm really sorry for your loss. I'll be here when you need it, baby. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Ricardo. I support you in your quest. Good luck. Happy hunting, my friend. <laughs> All right. Did you see there was a guy dressed up like Michael Myers walking around on the beach? We had a hurricane here in Houston last night. If you missed the show, or if you, in case you were wondering where the back two hours of the show was last night, because I did a fresh first hour, and then the hurricane hits and takes the daggone show out. Well, we got a hurricane, all right? It was, it was not a big one. Don't worry. Everyone's fine. It's all good. We're all, we're all fine here. It's no, no big deal at all. We got a hurricane down here. People, people are so odd in beach communities. And I don't know why it is. And I don't mean bad odd. Just a really, really different breed. And all beach communities, I've been to a million of them, they're all the same. I've been to beaches in Virginia and Florida. I've been to, I went to a beach in Hawaii. I've been to beaches in Texas. I've just I've been to beaches all over and they're just there's something different about beach people. And I don't know why. I, this is one of those things I do not have an answer to. Maybe they're too close to the waves. Uh, maybe maybe there's just a lot more weed down there. I, I don't know. Somebody in the middle of a tropical storm that was becoming a hurricane thought it would be hilarious to put on a Michael Myers, that, that character from Halloween, thought it would be hilarious to put on a Michael Myers costume and go wandering around the beach. What What's wrong with people? What's wrong with people? Chris says there was nothing good on TV. It's just there's there's something about the beaches. And there's something, honestly, about hurricanes and, and, and nature that make people just do crazy stuff. It's just human nature. It makes people do 
crazy stuff. You see this professor? Professor blames 9-11 on U.S. foreign policy and racism at an event featuring speakers with ties to terrorists. Now, I want to be clear about something. Chris, do me a favor. Look this up, please. Look up UCLA tuition. USA Professor Robin Kelly is his name. And the event was an event of Rutgers and San Francisco State. They sponsored a 9-11 event. And this UCLA professor got up and blamed the United States of America for 9-11. I am not here to destroy. By the way, I'm not here to destroy this guy. But his name's Robin Kelly. He's a history professor at UCLA. How much is it to go to UCLA, Chris? Roughly $50,000 a year. Very prestigious school UCLA is, too. I have said it before. I will say it again. The communists have pulled off many, 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 many great tricks in this country. They've never pulled off a greater trick than convincing upper-middle-class Republican parents to raise their kids for 18 years and then spend a fortune sending them off to a communist training camp where the kids will promptly unlearn everything they've ever been taught. As you hear the sound of my voice, there are parents out there right now, they will shell out $200,000 so little Braden, Aiden, and Jaden can go to the University of California, Los Angeles and find out just how bad America sucks. Can you believe that's what we're doing in this country? Can you believe this is where we are? It is time, I've said it before, I will say it again, it is time to break traditions. It is time to break the tradition of, well, you have to go to college Everyone has to go to college. Everyone should go to college. No, those days must end. We must begin anew. All right, we're going to get to headlines. I didn't get to in a couple more emails in just a second, but you know what would be a nice package delivered to your front door? No, not the home decor my wife seems to order every single day. A nice package delivered to your front door would be gold. You know why it would be nice? Because Oxford Gold Group will put real gold on your doorstep. You will then have something of tangible value forever. No matter what these crazy politicians do with the dollar, no matter what the government does to the economy, you will have real gold with real value, but only if you call Oxford Gold Group at 833-995-GOLD. And when you call Oxford, tell them Jesse told you to call. They will take extra special care of you. 833-995-GOLD, 833-995-GOLD. Call Oxford Gold Group today. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly DC. It is the Jesse Kelly Show. Don't forget, don't forget once again, a, a very special treat this week this week for you. Ask Dr. Jesse Thursday this week, because I'll be dove hunting on Friday. And because I have to do it on Thursday and you have to do without me for a day, 
We are going to, for the first time ever, and probably only time, so don't get used to this, we're going to take Ask Dr. Jesse phone calls on Thursday. Or just email your questions, jesse at jessekellyshow.com, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Accountability. We don't have any of it. There is none of it anymore. None of it. People who are wrong about everything, they don't get held to account. General Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs, goes behind Trump's back and reaches out to tell China he will give them a heads up ahead of time if we strike China. That's high treason. You know what's going to happen. Nothing. Oh, don't get me wrong. Milley may end up resigning. I doubt it. He may end up resigning. But more than likely, Milley's going to write a book. Probably make himself 4 or $5 million because the system will carry the book for him. That's what happens every time. All right. One more time. One more time. Let's play the Norm McDonald Jeopardy clip one more time as one final salute to the man before we get to headlines. I didn't get to. Here was Norm McDonald. He used to be Burt Reynolds on Saturday Night Live when they did the Jeopardy skip. Back again. Burt Reynolds in a commanding lead with $14. Hey. Hey, uh, check out the podium. Look at this. Mr. Reynolds has apparently changed his name to Turd Ferguson. Yeah, that's right. Turd Ferguson. It's a funny name. Mr. Reynolds, unfortunately, you're in the lead, so we'll start with you. Yeah, I'll take the uh, condom thing for uh, 8000 That's condiments for 400 This condiment is made from mustard seeds. Burt Reynolds. That's not my name. Okay. Turd Ferguson. <laughs> yeah, what do you want? You buzzed in. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> Gosh. He was the best. All right. It's time for headlines I didn't get to. Top-earning New Yorkers could face 61.2% combined tax rate under the House plan. Californians may face a 59% race. Right. Look, there are so many blood-red people in California. There are so many blood-red people in New York. So I feel for them so badly. But only them. Only them. This is what you vote for. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Congratulations. 60% of your income. Think about about how crazy that is. If you work a 40-hour work week, think how many hours are gone. If you work, let's make it easier, a 10-hour day, you'll work six of those hours for the government. You'll work six hours because the government takes theirs first. You'll work six hours before you've earned a dollar for yourself. Wild. But again, you get what you voted for. I, how much sympathy am I supposed to have? The cognitive dissonance in this country is, is criminal. People out there today, uh, I can't believe the inflation. This is, I can't afford gas. That's weird because I'm looking and you were the same person who thought everybody should lock down and we should shut down the economy. Did, did you think we could do that and just print 
trillions of dollars in unbacked currency, and there was never going to be a payoff? There was never going to be a huge, huge payment that had to be made? Did you really think that? Headline. FDA experts are among the group opposing U.S. booster shot plan. In case you're wondering, uh, yeah, they announced that a bunch of FDA people resigned because it looked like the Biden administration was going to push for booster shots, and they said that's insane. Well, they just resigned, and the Biden administration is still about to push for booster shots, and the FDA is going to approve them. But don't worry. I, I promise it's about coronavirus. It's definitely about your health. It's not about anything else. My goodness, what, stop, being, stop being such a conspiracy theorist. This is from NPR. This is from NPR. A man who suffered a cardiac emergency died after being turned away from 43 ICUs in three states, all at capacity from coronavirus. That's a completely false story. That's not what happened at all. They made it sound like the guy drove up to 43 hospitals and they said, no, sorry, we're full of coronavirus patients. It's a lot more complicated than that. He needed special care that these hospitals didn't have. So they they simply called around to other hospitals to see who had them. So this entire thing is a lie. Now, I want you to sit and think about something. You're an informed person. I'm not worried about you. How many friends and family members do you have? They consume only traditional news sources. Think for a moment how completely misinformed the general public is if you only consume traditional news sources now. This headline is a lie. This story did not happen, and yet they put it out as absolute fact. How do we overcome that level of misinformation? Media gives zero seconds to Antifa's domestic terror plot. That's right. There was a domestic terror plot. The media didn't cover it. I don't understand what the surprise is. Why would the media cover an Antifa domestic terror plot? The media has been cheering on Antifa for years. Antifa is on the same side as the media. The media doesn't cover any terrorist plots or violence by their communist foot soldier brethren. Oh, don't get me wrong. If somebody says something mean to anybody on the left, well, that's going to get covered endlessly. But The media is only there to spread misinformation and make you look like the enemy of the state. That's a fact. Now, we're going to get to a lot more stuff tomorrow. Laura Logan is so upset. There are war crimes going on all over Afghanistan tomorrow. She wants to come on and rant about that again. So buckle up. Plus, you get a lot more me. That's all.